hello, and welcome to Shared Space, a podcast about how we connect, live, and heal, and the surprising role of the spaces that surround us. I'm your host, Erin Peavy, and I'm so happy to have you with us today. As humans, we evolved in community. People were gathering in small tribes to support one another, to provide protection and warmth and food and care for one another's children. And given that this is our basic nature and our basic DNA, being completely autonomous and independent is a survival threat. Our basic need to be interdependent, to be relying on one another, remains today, even though the backdrop of humanity has been transformed over the centuries. A 2020 Cigna survey showed that more than three in five working American adults are lonely. And the rising numbers indicate that people are feeling left out, misunderstood, and as though they lack companionship. So all of these findings contribute to the sense that we're facing a loneliness epidemic. And that was originally described by the former U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy. And what Dr. Murthy explored as the Surgeon General was what is this underlying cause throughout our communities that is really underpinning different symptoms. And what he found is that loneliness and social isolation have been linked to a whole range of different health outcomes. And the research indicates that it's been linked to sleep loss, ill health, dementia, premature death, and even heartbreak, quite literally. And these effects to our health are as harmful to our life expectancy as a 15 cigarette a day smoking habit. Yes, a 15 cigarette a day smoking habit, which can make loneliness potentially even more detrimental to our health than obesity. So we know that loneliness can increase the risk of death by 26%. Social isolation can increase that risk by 29%, and just living alone can increase it by 32%. Yes, living alone can increase your risk of death by 32%, but there is a lot of good news. And so the good news is that being socially connected can reduce that risk by 50%. So that is cutting it in half. So that's one of the reasons why we're talking at all, why I created this podcast. It's to be able to talk about how we can be more socially connected with one another. Because right now, as we're moving into this COVID era, for lack of better words, what we're realizing is that we're not just faced with an economic recession. We are also facing a social recession where we are being pulled out of our natural rhythm of connection. And we're having to shelter at home be socially distant from one another. And all of this can have long-term health implications if we do not address them, if we do not find different ways to be socially connected with one another. So it's important to say, what's the difference between loneliness and social isolation? I know I'm using both terms and they're oftentimes used within the same breath, but they are actually distinctly different. So. Social isolation is this objective measure of being alone. It's not having many relationships or infrequent social contacts. However, loneliness is subjective. It's this feeling of being alone and the discrepancy between you know, how much you want to be connected versus how much you actually are. 
So social isolation is just, you know, the numbers of times that you're interacting with other people versus loneliness, which is, you know, not feeling fulfilled by interactions, whether or not you're having them. And, you know, for anyone that's felt lonely in a crowded room, I think we understand this. We understand that loneliness and social isolation are not the same thing. So that's really all of us. All of us have felt that way at some point in our lives. And so we're going to be digging into this and how we tackle this larger issue of social health. So social health is tied to things like belonging and trust, social cohesion, which really just means the strength of bonds between members of a community, or things like social capital, which is that tangible and intangible benefits that a person reaps from your social network. And these are all components of social health. And this is a critical component of our overall health. I think that's a really important thing. You cannot separate the two. Social health is an intrinsic part of our overall health. And social health is defined as a dimension of an individual's well-being that concerns how they get along with other people, how other people react to them and how they interact with social institutions or social mores. And one of the things that we know is that strong social capital has been associated with finding employment, lower disability rates, and easier access to health services. So all of these different aspects are related to this overarching topic of social health. And so what we're going to get into next is why does this have anything to do with the built environment? What is the role of architecture and of design in shaping our social health? So I hope that you'll stick with us. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Shared Space. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope you'll take a minute and subscribe and rate on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And check out my website, erinpv.com, for more information on loneliness, social health, the built environment, and so much more. We are constantly sharing research and other resources on there and would love to hear from you. I hope your day is filled with honest emotions, kindness, and connection. Take care. Thank you.